Good day, good day, good day, my sisters. Welcome to the gathering, a place where sisters meet. Y'all, we survived 2020. (laughs) Cue the cymbals, the drums, and the organ. Y'all, we survived 2020. Honey, I know. I know we made it. (laughs) Yeah, we made it. And I know a lot of people who are happy to see 2020 get on out of here. I know it and I get it. So much has happened. You know, there are some things that we had control over, but there were some things that we did not have control over. <laughs> 2020, y'all, and now 2021. <laughs> At the turn of the year, many of us set goals. We set goals in hopes of improving and you know, improving ourselves, improving our health, improving our our financial health. You know, we we make all these plans to refresh. We we make plans to restart, to reset, to recharge, to re up, to replenish, and to restore. <laughs> Did y'all hear out on Rees? <laughs> Re, re, y'all know I'm a teacher, right? Okay. And y'all know re just means to do over again. Or, you know, it means to set back in place. It could also reply repetition, you know. And re is this prefix that's just really been in, on my mind, you know. And with all those re's that I stated just a moment ago, it's just too much to deal with on one podcast. <laughs> So today I just want to focus on one of those rewords, and that's the word restore. Yeah. I want to focus on restoring. Restoring. Mm-hmm. So today I brought along with me my sister Kat because I need support today. And honey, I trust her. <laughs> Kathy, speak to the people. Hey, my good people. You know, um, Kat, when I think about the word restore, you know, um, being a teacher, being a word person, I like to, you know, look up words and find out what they really mean and all that good stuff. And restore, it's a multiple meaning word, but out of all the definitions, I want to lean toward the one that focuses on repairing or fixing or perhaps rehabilitating because it's a new year. It's a new year. And I think the happenings of 2020 and now, again, the beginning of 2021 starting off as it has, we we pretty much have been forced to think about time. And we've been forced to think about how it's better to cherish it than it is to waste it. Mm-hmm. I believe that by design, we're supposed to be connected. I really do believe that. And I think that, you know, God honors healthy connections. You know, um, scripture tells us that it's pleasant and is good and pleasant, you know, for us to dwell together in unity. And, you know, we know that we're stronger together. We know that when we're bonded, there's strength in the bond. So my question is, why are there so many disconnections and why is there disruption in bonds that should have never been broken? You know, I when I think about bonds or I think about connections, 
there really is no glory in the disconnection. I know sometimes it feels good to cut off and to be apart from, but who benefits from the disconnection? And I do know that there are sometimes we do need to get away and we need to get away to steal ourselves, but disconnection, the cutting off, you know, I will admit that I bowed out of some spaces when I felt violated. There's no reason why sometimes you should not bow out of spaces. I'm talking about disconnection. You know, and I, there are times when I bowed out of spaces, I did it as a means of protecting myself. But disconnection, I don't think that was ever intended. But there are so many people that are disconnected, that are cut off, and who believe that in the cutting off, that there's health. And when I say health, I'm talking about the wholeness of something. But I think, and I'm hearing in my heart, that we've got to restore some relationships that we have decided that there should be no connection. Kat, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, with restoration comes conflict and we have to meet conflict where it is so when mm. when we are wanting to repair something we have to understand the challenges that are going to come with it and it's not going to come easy and it needs to be that because when we're met with challenge we mm. will value the restoration even more so yes um, I do agree with you that this is wow. a year that restoration needs to take place within relationships because we've cut off. And when I say we, I mean, generally speaking, we have cut off some um, very valuable communications, mm -hmm. some very valuable times of growth when we're trying to protect ourselves because we probably saw that growing mm -hmm. wasn't occurring because maybe that other person or maybe we ourselves mm -hmm. were finding we're finding ourselves in a bind but th this time of growth that we experience at the end of 2020 will prepare us for the restoration that we are going forth with in 2021 yeah so recently i was a part of this group um and we were talking about curriculum for children uh, uh black and brown children and so we use this tool and it was called Courageous Conversations. And I'm thinking about that tool, you know, um, not to take away from that tool, but when you talked about the communication and how there has to be some conflict sometimes, I think that when we are getting ready to engage in communications, we have to think about ourselves first. A lot of times it's easy when we are disconnected or when we have a disagreement to just focus on the other person. But when I was a part of this group, we looked at this tool talking about courageous conversations and we had to, or we were forced to examine ourselves. And so I think that when there's disconnection, instead of always looking at the other person, we need to examine ourselves and we need to understand that there's going to be conflict in order for us to come back because Chiefly, I believe unity is where we need to be. Unified is where we need to be, or we need to be unified. And so this tool basically said that examine yourself and how you're going to communicate, you know, because there's going to be some conflict and there may not be the resolve that you're looking for, 
but ultimately we want to be unified. And so in examining where you're coming from, think about if you're coming from a place of heart. You know, if I'm going to consider connecting with you, I need to consider my feelings before I even have a conversation with you. It's almost like you have to be introspective in order to be unified. And I know that may seem kind of, you know, like an oxymoron, but let me consider what's going on in me so that I can make sure that we can come back together. And so this tool basically says to consider if you're coming from a place of heart or a place of feelings, you know, your feelings, whether you're angry, you're sad, embarrassed or whatever, consider that because if I'm coming from that place, the communication that I have, that's what's, that's the type of communication I'm going to have. It also said you could also consider if you're coming from a place of soul and that's pretty much what I believe is right in my good. I believe this, you know. And so in considering these things, we've got to consider how we're coming across because ultimately the goal is to be connected, is to restore the bond. Also, consider the places or the place of actions or your relational, you know, how are you responding verbally? You know, do do, do do I do something? Do I say something different? Do I speak louder? And what am I doing that may be uh, counterproductive to this restoration or to this unit or to this bond? And um, when we were talking about these things, I think that I really did not think about how personally I come off because a lot of times when we're into it (laughs) with people, we're just looking at the other person. We are just looking at the other person. We don't really um, examine ourselves. Another um, place that we can consider is if we're coming from a place of intelligence, I know me, I'm a person that's that's a thinker. And I'm thinking of all these different scenarios. I'm thinking about, okay, this could have happened. This could have happened. This could have happened. And sometimes I'm an overthinker. And so, again, when I think about this tool and how we should engage in courageous conversations so that we can be unified, I think about how a lot of times when we're into it, I know the into it sounds really silly, but when we're disconnected or we have had some type of disagreement, we don't really consider where we're coming from. We just look at the other person. And I'm saying that in order for there to be restoration, uh, you have to have some courageous conversations. And in getting ready to have these courageous conversations, because, you know, we come to a battle ready to attack the other person, but we need to first Look at ourselves and look at how we are coming across. What do you think about that, Catherine? You're right. Um, and that's not easy to do because you are right. um, you're operating from a place of hurt when you are ready to have the con- mm-hmm. courageous conversations. But you got to address the hurt so that the right thing can be said. And in courageous mm-hmm. conversations, you do have to look inside out. Because your approach mm-hmm. does matter because you want people to yeah. be receptive. Yeah. And if you're already coming at mm-hmm. in, in attack mode, in, you might cause further damage. So a lot of times mm-hmm. about the, the human existence, we do have to take a look at self because the human existence isn't just being with someone else. It's also being a healthy individual while you're with that someone else. 
Mm. Yeah. And I think if ultimately we want to be understood or if we want understanding to take place because in all you get and get understanding because I know a lot of times when we are when the bond is broken we just want to be understood but I think a lot of times we have to consider where we're coming from so that we can be understood we have to consider what we are giving off because I just believe that in this year we should look at restoring some bonds I'm not saying putting ourselves in a position to be hurt I'm not saying to go into spaces that you know are toxic, but there are some bonds that can be restored. There are some relationships that need to be restored. And we know that. And we're sitting on the sidelines watching when there are things that we can do with ourselves instead of waiting on um, the other party to come to us. And I think that, um, even with this having this courageous conversations, I think it's just important that we look at the ultimate, like the big picture, you know, sometimes we don't look at the big picture because of course we're just focused on how we feel. Cause I know that's where I am. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very honest with myself, you know, um, but who benefits from the disconnection? And I think that's the question, you know, who benefits from us not communing, not having the bond that was designed for us to have. You know, I think also that when we think about, especially in families, our children are watching. Our children are watching. They're taking note. They are learning from us. And in families, I would say the disconnection, it's just, it's just, it's not good. It's not good, especially when you are kin, for children to see that it's okay to be separate. Because guess what? They're going to grow up. They're going to see that. And they're going, you know, because children learn what they live. They learn what they live. But togetherness, in togetherness, there's strength. And we can draw from it. And when you don't have that bond and the fellowship has been broken, especially over trivial stuff, it's it's really sad sometimes, you know, I think about some breaks. We don't even remember what caused the break. <laughs> we don't even we don't even know what caused the the break in the bond. You know, and and their actions, I believe, that could have taken place, that could have nipped could have been nipped. Uh, or their the break the brokenness could have been nipped with a courageous conversation. But as you said earlier, there has yeah. to be conflict for there to be restoration. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what you were saying. And um, when you look down the line and you think about why did that happen and you don't recall and your children are seeing this this dismemberment within a family and you never know what you're putting into that child's life and that child might not even understand why he or she might be horrible at communicating Mm -hmm. with someone that he or she loves. And there are things that we can do yeah. in our families that we don't think about the the, the fruit of it later on. Um, yeah. And that's why yeah. we have to be like yesterday we were uh, listening to we were mutually listening to someone. And we have to think about the future in what we're doing. And we mm-hmm. have to push towards mm-hmm. valuing that future and restoration push forwards for us. Right. 
because we don't know what's going to happen in the years to come. Mm -hmm. And we want people to be better in the years to come. Right. 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 You know, and uh, back to this conversation, back to this talking, you know, I think about this, like when I said earlier, we sometimes we don't even know what caused the break in the bond. (laughs) We don't remember. I'm not going to say we don't know, but we don't remember what caused the break in the bond. But a courageous conversation would have killed that. It would have nipped that. And another thing, conversations, they kill assumptions. Because when we operate from a, a place of assumptions, it's just, oh, you know, even if we are speaking from a place of feelings or what we believe, um, we got to kill conversation. I mean, we got to kill assumptions and we can do that with having conversations, you know, and and, and we have to re- realize that sometimes uh, discomfort is a means to being comfortable. You know, I don't I don't know if that sounds um, right or sounds clear, but. Sometimes you have to be uncomfortable to get comfortable, you know, like sometimes even in the bed, like, oh, let me move around. Let me move around until I am comfortable until I'm in the place where I can just rest. And sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to do what it takes, you know, Um, and realize that you may not agree on everything. And that something else that comes to my mind is that discomfort doesn't equate guilt. You know how. Sometimes when you're having a conversation with someone or you are attempting to come back together, you're just uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean that you're guilty. You know, uh, it, it doesn't. And then conflict is not something we should run away from. You know, if there's conflict, that means there's a misunderstanding. And ultimately, we want to make sure there is understanding. So we have to do what it takes to get to a place of understanding, you know. I I think that we've got to learn to engage in difficult conversations and honest conversations so that we can restore and we can restore each other and we can also be restored. What do you think, Kat? You're right. Um, it's a, the conversations are going to air out a lot of uh, funk dirtiness and sometimes that mm-hmm. dirtiness is mm-hmm. in our thinking about what somebody or what we believe somebody is thinking about us or what we believe somebody may have said about us when that was never the case mm-hmm. it could have been that that person was just mm-hmm. simply offended it could have been that that person didn't understand that the word that you used when you were talking or when you were talking to someone else in the conversation got back to that person that you were in a relationship with um mm-hmm. We just got to be more intentional if we are going to make yeah. sure we live healthy. If we're going to make sure we understand community, we have to be intentional about the words we use, the words we tweet, the words that we put out there in social media. We got to be intentional because this is not only impacting us in the relationships that we think might not be worthy, but it's impacting relationships to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so important that we realize that disconnection is a repre- is a misrepresentation of peace. <laughs> a lot of times we think that it's peace, but disconnection it's it's a misrepresentation of peace. It really is, and not to pull apart 
anybody's situation or not to discredit what's going on. But I think people know what I'm talking about. But it's a misrepresentation of peace. And I think that when we are purposely ostracizing or we are purposely deciding that we are just not going to talk to someone or we're going to cut them off, a lot of times it's because our pride was bruised. You know, our, our, our pride was bruised, but we have to be careful even in that. I'm not saying dishonor yourselves. I'm not saying dishonor yourselves, but I am saying pursue peace. I am see, saying pursue true peace. Peace in the bond of unity is what I'm saying because we're stronger together and there are some relationships that should never be broken. But because we're human, they sometimes get broken. I know that. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from anything. But I'm just saying this year, let this be a year of restoration. Let this be a year of effort, an F, a year of pursuing peace, a year of true peace, of inner peace. Because, again, in order for there to be unity, we have to self-examine first. A lot of us are introspective. We haven't been taught to look within. We are creatures of who are quick to look at somebody else before we first look at ourselves. But I think that if all parties self-examine, we can better come together. And it's so important though, Kathy. I just, I've, there's so much has happened. We're seeing loved ones leave here. We're seeing people get ill and are at a point of no communications, then we have all these what ifs. Well, let's not have that many what ifs. And we can stop the what ifs. We can cut the what ifs if we just engage in conversation. If we just tackle some things, you know, like we tell my kids, tackle challenges with a positive attitude, with the idea that I want, I want this to be restored. I get it. If somebody doesn't want to be restored with you, they don't want to be a part of you. I, I get it. But even in that, pursue the peace, follow peace. Um, I think that even if you're not strong enough to have a conversation, there are other things that you can do, but it still involves communication. You can write a letter to the other party, even if you don't give it to them, <laughs> even if they don't want to hear from you, get it out of you. Because a lot of times we think about pursuing peace, we're thinking about pursuing peace with other people, but we got to pursue peace with ourselves as well. What you think about that, Kat? You're right. I mean, it goes back to what we were initially talking about. It's an internal thing. And um, Mm -hmm. if you are not dealing with uh, what's happening to you on the inside, then other people are going to experience that. And they don't even understand why mm-hmm. there was a, a sever in the relationship. So you do have to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't forgive yourself, yeah. it's going to be hard to forgive others. It just mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it just is. So this year, sisters, this year, every year, every day, every day is a new day. Give the gift of restoration. Give the gift of restoration. Give the gift of understanding. Give the gift of connection. Give the gift of restoration. 
And in order to give the gift of restoration, you got to first be restored yourself. And if you plan on being restored, because you do, you deserve it. You deserve peace because you need to find peace within yourself. You've got to be introspective and you've got to figure out where you're coming from and realize, okay, this is where I'm coming from. And then don't beat yourself up. And then realize that discomfort does not equate guilt. Realize that disconnection is a misrepresentation of peace because it's good and it's pleasant for us to dwell together in unity. There's nothing like community. There's nothing like common unity. This year, give the gift of restoration. Engage in those difficult conversations, those courageous conversations. You know, kill those assumptions because we're better together. We're stronger together. And there are some things that once somebody's eyes are closed, you just can't get back. You just can't get back. Sisters, let's restore each other. Yeah. In this setting of goals this year, and it's not too late to set goals, but in the setting of goals this year, I want you to consider restoring some relationships. I'm not talking about those that are um, deadening. (laughs) I'm not talking about those that are, you know, poisonous, but I'm talking about the ones you know that I'm talking about. Give the gift of restoration and the gift of restoration starts with you. It starts with you. Hey, y'all, I'm going to get out of here and I want to thank my sister Kat for coming along with me. Hey, y'all, this is a bond. Uh, uh, This is a connection (laughs) that is dear to me. And you know what? We're not perfect, honey. We we no. we duke it out sometimes, <laughs> but guess what? The i the idea is we gonna always be connected. She can't get rid of me, and I can't get rid of her because this is a connection that's divine, and it's an, and we're gonna be intentional. That's another thing. Be intentional. Be intentional, sisters. You know, be intentional. I got to get out of here, but y'all know where you can find me. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. And let's restore ourselves and let's seek to restore our fellowships and our relationships. See y'all later.